Wendy starts the show telling us about fresh hop season, and Ken continues the show talking about on-premise sales versus keg sales, and if you are still going to craft beer bars in 2023. Brendan asks us what our favorite brew pubs are, as the top 10 were ranked by USA Today readers, which included two from Michigan, and Gary finishes the show talking about New Jersey laws and how breweries are fighting against it. Whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's Better on Draft. Welcome, everybody, to the Craft Beer News segment. It is September 1st, 2023. As a reminder, we will not be in studio next week as I will be at the UP Beer Festival. If you are up in Marquette, come say hi to me. Uh, That's where I will be. Excited to go try some Upper Peninsula breweries and, of course, see the fall in the UP. Uh, Let's go around and see what everybody is drinking, starting with Wendy. Wendy, what do you got? Uh, I started out with an unapologetic fruit from Brewery of Avant. It's their sangria. It's a blend of their fruited farmhouse ale and a sour ale. It really is delicious. It's a little bit lighter than I expected it to be, but tasty. I am... Still drinking my milkshake stout from segment one. I did finish the Alaskan Amber And uh, we do have Gary coming back from uh, the interview segment earlier with Harold. Go check out episode two, or excuse me, three twenty-six. Gary, what are you drinking? Um, I got some Noble Savage internal dialogue, and as my backup, I got Perennial Owen, just in case. All right, and we do have one more guest host coming on in. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, and of course, what you're drinking. Sure. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Uh, my name is Brendan, uh, a little about me, currently based out of the Twin Cities. Uh, before that, I lived in Nashville for, for four years uh, and was born and raised in Michigan before that. Uh, I have never met a pumpkin beer I didn't like. If you're wondering who's buying pumpkin beers in July, it's this guy. Um, I am a firm believer in stouts in summer and think everyone should drink them. And currently, I'm going through a really big uh, Pilsner and Amber Ale phase. So, uh, And this, for what I'm drinking, I have a... Bloom Blueberry Lavender Cider from Farmhouse Cider Company in Hudsonville. And then funny enough, Ken, I also uh, found a milkshake stout and have dug that out for this as well. It is definitely going to be one of the last ones you can have as the brewery is now closed. And the only place you could get it, of course, is the brew pub, uh, as it was one of the few brewery recipes that they shared. Uh, With always the craft beer news, each of us brings in an article to talk about and uh, why don't we start with Wendy? Wendy, what do you want to chat about today? Well, I found this article. Um, I don't even know how to say it. I was today years old when I learned that there was a fresh hot beer season. So apparently in the West Coast beer scene, specifically the Portland or area of Oregon, there is a lot of buzz about fresh hot beers that are traditionally only found at festivals and in the tap rooms during the fresh hop season. Uh, because they're meant to be drank fresh to highlight the unkilled whole hop cones. So I had no idea that that even existed. I had to do tons of research because of this one article. Um, But thanks to the pandemic, um, a lot of the breweries have pivoted to canning it because it was supposed to be a temporary fix. Uh, But with taproom sales still lagging and in a decline in the Oregon 
I'm sorry, I can't even talk right today. With taproom sales so lagging and a decline in the Oregon hop harvest, more of the breweries are turning to canning the product rather than relying solely on taproom sales. So did you guys even know about this fresh hop season? So I uh, am a little familiar with it only because I have a cousin who used to live in Seattle um, and he's a big craft beer drinker and he, they have like a fresh hop beer festival. So I think it's in Seattle somewhere in Washington state, but I just remember like one fall we were talking about it right after he moved to Tennessee and he was flabbergasted that it wasn't a thing. Uh, And I've wanted to try one ever since and have never had the opportunity, but yeah, that's the only reason I know about it. So Um, Apparently, Oregon has like 400 breweries that generate more than $8.7 billion in economic output. That's a lot of money. Um, $2.8 billion in wages and 50,000 jobs in the state, which 1,300 of them are agricultural jobs. Um, But the U.S. Brewers Association says that nationwide beer sales are still nearly 30% down from the pandemic. And with nearly 2 million fewer barrels ever being sold, that's disproportionately impacting Um, the craft brewers that rely heavily on draft sales. So I guess my question is, um, have you ever had a fresh hopped beer? I'm assuming that my IPA challenged friends here are going to, that's going to be a big no. Um, But I'm interested to hear your opinion of the whole fresh hop thing. And if you think it will ever make it to Michigan. Um... Can we can't. There we go. The first thing I would say is go support your local hop producers by liking them on Facebook, following them on social media. And the reason for that is, is that you would notice if you follow them that the hop harvest is coming in. Everyone's bringing in their hops um, and you will be able to see all of that, which is why we're in what they call fresh hop season. These hops are literally right off of uh, the vine. And there was, in fact, a. Uh, a beer from uh, the, what's the airport airplane brew flight co um, flight co where they actually flew a plane to a hop farm to pick up the hops for their fresh hop, fly it back to their brewery and brew with that fresh hop is like the freshest hop you can get. Um, so I, I did know there, there was a season and I do understand like, this is probably the only time it can be a season, um, because as Brendan was talking about in the earlier the show, like stouts can be a year round thing and pumpkin beer all day. Um, you know, cause you can get pumpkin flavoring. It's all nut- nutmeg, all spice. Not many people are actually using pumpkins. Um, what about you though, Gary? What's, what's it like? Cause I know you're there. I don't think there's any hop growers down there in Georgia. Um, do you guys have like a fresh hop season with some of your, uh, more IPA for breweries? Um, no, we don't. Um, but I do know at the front hop season, because I was stationed out for a work comp, for a work project out in Tacoma, Seattle. So yeah, I know about it. I missed it, so to come back. But um, I know New York State they do a couple things up there also. They grow they grow hops up there. That's my second home, well, my first home. So um, yeah, the fresh hop. It's a little crazy. Um, actually, a friend of mine actually grows his own hops and is brewing his own beer. So I'm looking forward to trying it when I go back home in a couple weeks. Uh, your your friend is a saint. I tried to grow two different styles of hops here in Michigan, and they are such an invasive species no matter how hard you try. 
uh i would never uh never do it but wendy i mean this is your article are you you're an ipa gal you're an all beer gal um (laughs) so i am still a little half timid though i'm not a huge fan of the west coast so i'm the west coast style not the west coast in general but (laughs) i um i'm very interested to see what the difference would be in a fresh hop as opposed to the other beer that i got there because even when i was in seattle the west coast ipas taste way different than when you get them here so i'd definitely be interested in trying it out i'm actually going to create a post tomorrow morning for um with links to the different festivals for the fresh hop season out there. Um, if anybody's in the area, they can go check them out and, you know, send back info and let me know how it is. Maybe that's what we need here in Michigan as a fresh hop festival with all the breweries, kind of like how we used to have the Cascale festival over at Ashley's. We could, we could pull off a fresh hop festival for sure. Um, I do want to kind of continue, uh, after your article, because you were talking about beer sales and beer sales going down, um, so, uh, as everybody may be aware, if not already craft beer sales have been in decline for the past, uh, year, year over year. So this is also after 2022, um, with uh, a couple years of COVID inside, uh, keg sales are down, but on premise sales are trending up. So that means that, uh, going to a bar, you know, that's a keg sale versus going to a brewery that's still on prem. That's not necessarily a keg sale. Um, but openings are still continuing to outpace closings. So breweries are opening, breweries are closing, but at a slower pace. Uh, and people are going to more breweries than they are drinking craft beer at craft beer bars or regular bars. Uh, so I'll start off with the, the first simple question is, um, Let's let's go back to 2009. Um, are you at this time now that you know everyone's kind of back to normal? Are you going to craft beer bars as much as you used to? Hop your hop cats here in Michigan. Uh, World of beer uh, out by I think Gary, you got a World of beer out by you. Um, I actually the only one I went to was in Atlanta, so I just know it exists in Georgia at least. Um, are you going to uh, craft uh, craft beer head or beer head brewery or something like that? Um, have you been going to these bars or is it just brewery only for you now? Um, and I will start with Gary because I already called him once. Okay. I have two world of beers within 10 minutes of me. Uh, that's, um, that's too much beer. Fridge. <laughs> um, yeah. First world of beer actually opened in Savannah. Here's a kick. In Savannah, we have a crazy beer rule. You have to have 51% of your sales from food to be open on Sunday, so they had no kitchen. That was crazy. But, yeah, I go to bar. They were, they were selling that much beer versus food? No, that's the, that's the rule to be open in Chatham County in where, I'm, where we live at. You're, you're sorry. You were, you were saying that world of beer, more than half of their sales was beer only. So they couldn't open on Sundays. Yeah. That's wow. The, yeah. That's the rule. That's a crazy beer rule. Well, welcome to Georgia. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I went to a, a craft beer bar. Wendy, you're muted. A craft beer bar that I didn't rack up a bigger food bill than the beer bill. <laughs> yeah. That's half the fun of going to a craft beer bars. Chowing down on some appetizers. 
Um, but yeah, we got some great we got some great um, bars here in Savannah. But um, yeah, I hit I hit my locals. Um, I get a ton of stuff. I bring it back home. I just kick back and chill. Or it's like we got that Starling Yard, which is a food truck pavilion. So they have a tiki bar in there. So you can get a PBR, you can get some creature comforts, or you can also get some cool bourbon, just kick back and chill and relax, eat some food and run around. Because the other cool thing about Savannah, it's a girl cup for legal. I can walk out to drink legally, no brown paper bag in it. <laughs> it's legal in Detroit too, nobody cares. I, uh, it's not legal. It's no, just it's not. not it's not legal. Fun. Legal, but nobody cares. Um, there. If if you're going to like the Lions game, like we would park at MGM and walk to the Lions, uh, walk walk to Ford Field, and as long as you're not acting up, um, the you could. I walked by so many cops, and they're they're busy with traffic. They're busy with making sure people know where to go and not getting hit by cars. Um, if you're just walking and paying attention and not like, you know, causing a ruckus, uh, being yeah, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. Being an ass. <laughs> uh, Brendan, when was the last time you went to like, uh, do you go to beer bars still? I got to find a new one. Like I said, I just moved to Minnesota <laughs> like a month ago yesterday. So I haven't found a good one yet. Um, I used to go, I actually, when I lived in Nashville, I lived above a beer bar. So I probably skewed the average a little bit because I would just walk downstairs and it was very bad for my wallet and waistline. Um, but I would say as a whole, uh, with that exception, um, I feel like I'm definitely more of a brewery than a beer bar person. Uh, it's just something about the atmosphere a little more. Um, if I'm going to a bar, anecdotally, I don't usually go for like super crafty stuff. Um, I usually will just go with like a blue moon or like whatever the local lager is just because I feel like with a bar, you're kind of running into, you know, are they taking care of the draft lines? You know, a lot, a lot of different stuff like that that you won't get at a brewery. So I How long have you had like, that beer on tap? Yeah, you know, how long's the keg been there? You know, are they keeping stuff clean? You know, how are they pouring it well? So I, I would definitely tread more towards going to breweries than beer bars, but there are exceptions. Like, uh, I don't know if it counts as a beer bar, but I love the Brown Iron Brew House, uh, both their locations. You know, that's, they do they do good stuff there. I uh, you, you were talking about how often the, the beer lines or how old the keg is. There's still a keg of Alaskan Amber at the bowling alley I go to, and I'm... <laughs> I'm fairly certain I'm the only one that drank that beer. Um, so like after a while, I just kind of had to stop drinking it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to keep drinking it. Plus, well, you how know, are they for, ever going to replace it if you stop drinking? Yeah, it? I, 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 I you know what? Damn it's, it, not, Ken. it's not my problem. <laughs> I, I went with uh, the Miller Lite and just, you know, a pitcher of Miller Lite, uh, lower ABV, lower calorie and safer for me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's just kind of how I had to look at it at that point, because, uh, you know, that's you got to be smart when you're out there. Um, I'm not 20 anymore. The, the, the amount of times that I drank way too much to drive. Uh, no more of that. So we're uh, we're counting. We're counting ABVs like it's on my uh, my fingers. I also I still use that backtrack. I don't get I don't, I'm like, eh. You know, I had a few beers. Let's make sure everything's good to go. Because how many times, uh, you know, this is a, a general question to everyone, but how many times have you drank a few beers and didn't really necessarily pay attention to the ABVs and you like got up and you're like, holy shit. 
Um, Should not have done that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that. as much as I knew what was up, I only had two beers last night, but one was a 14% barrel-aged beer from outside, and one was a 13% barrel-aged beer from uh, Three Floyds. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to do me in pretty fast as much as I wasn't slamming them like other beers. Um, but yeah, like we have out here, the, the closest craft beer bar, like we have your hop cats. I love beer head, but I also love the food at beer head out in Novi. And it is right across the street from imagine theater. Um, but even when I go to these craft beer bars anymore, I'm rarely ever looking for something new. I'm not looking for like, oh, what's this? Like, I'm looking for, I I go to the styles that I like and I just pick something and I drink it. Like, I'm not, oh, I've never had this beer before. I'm going to have a a pint of it or I'm going to try it. Like I, at breweries, I, I, the same thing. Oh yeah. We, you know, you're, you're on team flight and I'm on team no flight. (laughs) (laughs) Team flight for life. Flight or no fun. No fun. Um, (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I want to try all the new stuff, and I find that when I go to craft beer bars now, it's difficult for me to find something that is new to me. You think you uh, is you, really you, you did that to yourself? <laughs> I did because I like to try so many new things. Like when I go to a brewery, I want to try what's new. I want to try something I haven't had before, and. Uh, there's just quite a few beer bars that I've been to that I'm just disappointed with the fact that I can't find something new out of all those taps. So to me, I'd rather just go to the local brewery that I know is going to have something new on tap. I I guess. And uh, I like <laughs> uh, the people over in Twitch are having a lot of fun with our argument here. Um <laughs> I, I think there's just it's it's okay to drink something you've had before. Yeah. I'm okay like, with that too. Don't get me wrong. Every now like, and then you just want what you are comfortable with. I, I think I think it needs to be more than every now and then. I think it's every every now and then you should maybe want to try something new, but when you've had so many beers, at some point the I've, I've to me at least the experience is worn off. Um I do not get the the excited excitement of going to a bar and like, oh my gosh, here's eight. old and jaded already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean it, it could also be doing three, four hundred probably episodes of the show over. Uh, we're almost at eight years now, seven years and eleven months. Um, Gary, you're awfully quiet. Are you? Are you team f- flight? Team new? What's What's your thoughts when you go into a uh, a brand new beer bar or brewery? Well, um, I've drank with Wendy because I met her about two months ago. So I know she's team flight. I do a different beer flight. I'll just grab a paint. I'll like flip things around. I'll check different things. Like um, I know I have my local breweries here in town and where I go back home or wherever. It's like I'll look at different things of different styles. Um I know it depends because right now it's 90 degrees outside over here for me. So I'm, but I will, I will crack on myself when I get home. My barley wines, BIL, yes. But um, yeah, my fridge right now looks like, oof, I got 
bottles of stouts. It's got some barley wines in today, ready to crack them open. But love my sours. I'm just getting ready to go on a beer festival in like three weeks. I can't wait. Going back to Greenville, seeing the crew down there. Um, but yeah, I'm drinking the low ABV stuff right now. So what you guys, but once I get off, I'm getting at the big dogs roof. <laughs> I, and, and you, you bring up a point, which like, I'm going to the UP beer festival. Obviously I went to the summer beer festival, both days, spring. Um, and I, I see those as a different experience because you're, you're visiting these beer festivals, um, to try in, and for me, it's the chance to see all these breweries that I'll never be able to get to. Like if Alpha, if Alpha Brewing's up at the UB Bear Festival, I don't know when I'm going to get to Alpha, Michigan. Um, so that's you know the time that I'm going to be able to try something. Whereas if I go to uh, like someone on our YouTube, because of course you can watch us on YouTube.com forward slash Better on Draft, uh, they go to Yard House. Um, you know, you're going to get a lot of the same beers that you see at Yard House, at um, Buffalo Wild Wings, at um, Beerhead over at Novi. Like, it's it's going to be nearly the same beers. It's going to be your Pro Pills from Drafting Table, your Founders, KBS, or Rubeus, uh, Bell's Two-Hearted, and Oberon. Like, you're, you're going to see the same beers, and for me... Um, when I go to the craft beer bars, I'm probably going to drink something that's crafty. But when I go to like a, a regular bar, like a B-dubs, I'm probably just going to drink Miller Lite or Guinness. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Guinness still has a, a, a soft spot in my heart. I love uh, going to grab it. But as we say that, the whole point of the discussion was to state that I don't go to these bars anymore. I don't go to on-premise places. I just go to breweries for the most part. Like, I go to Corner Brewery. I go to um, Coonan. Like, when I was out and about in Troy, like, uh, bar hop, and I went to Coonan. Like, I, I <laughs> that was just so, the place to go. Right to the source. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's something to it hits a little differently getting it straight from the source. I, I don't know what it is. So like the atmosphere of a brewery, it hits a little differently. I think the beer tastes a little better. Could just be in my head, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just personally, I, I, I get what you're saying out with that. Maybe part of it too, is that we are a little bit jaded and that we know that when you have 400 taps or a hundred taps, we know the upkeep that is involved in that and how fast those taps actually, they actually go through those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah in some places um like the yard house is going to probably have policies and procedures because they're a major corporation uh to make sure that the beers are um on par like the draft lines are clean the beer isn't old um and that's the one thing that uh, i worry about with a lot of those big poor houses is that like old beer stale beer um trying to turn kegs uh, but I'm actually trying to see, like, um, looking at the uh, what's Hopcat. I don't know which even Hopcat. Oh, I'm at Detroit. And I see Lager of the Lakes from Bells. Um, Grand Rabbits, the Cream Ale from Black Rock. Cerveza Del Rey. Uh, Locals Light. Locals Light Lime. Dirty Blonde. Oberon. Mr. Blue Sky. Like, I've had all of these beers. And it it comes a point where, as as Wendy said, like she says, it's hard for her to go to places. 
Um, but uh, for me, I just can't, uh, I can't go to these places anymore. Like the, the, it's just worn off like the, the spectacle. Um, I mean, Gary, you travel a lot for work and stuff. Like when you're out and about, are you going to breweries or are you going to beer bars? I, I do both. Um, yeah, because I'm living down here in Georgia now, but I grew up in New York, New Jersey. So I mean, I mean, I get out of work. I can walk over to Grimm. I can walk over to other half. So if you jump on a train, a long walk. I can go to I can go to Brooklyn. I had great beer bars, Barcade, all those fun spots, Spite and Dival. Um, I can run. I come down here to Georgia, um, chilling two times. Service Hot Tomica. I'm on the West Coast. I was at Otter, Otter Alpha Acid. Um, I get up and I get up, have a have a bad day. I'll just go to Raleigh, go to Burial, just chill for the day. Oh, Burial's great. Yeah, I mean, it's like I like okay, I got a day to kill. Like I'm looking at Sunday right now, so I'm working tomorrow. I might go. To, I might go to Charleston and just go run around there for a couple hours and come home. Um, I used to go to Atlanta a lot more, but scheduling got crazy. Yeah, I'll be in Greenville in a month for a beer festival. And then seeing the crew, I haven't seen in a while, do some awesome shares on beer bars while I'm there. And then coming home. But yeah, I saw friends last week for a beer festival here in Savannah. Did a, Met some amazing people. We did two crazy shares in a parking lot. Um, <laughs> Been there. I also... I'm a huge trader, so yeah, I got mail yesterday last night. I got I got my hurricane gear, so I'm happy about that. Now I'm getting ready to go run out and pack up for Monday. But right now, the big thing for me right now is having fun with it, enjoying the beers, and just chilling. Um, there's so many great things out, so many great breweries I'm gonna check out. I mean, I made a list. I said I'm going to do my 50 for 50. So since I celebrate my 50th birthday, I'm going to do 50 breweries, 50 states. That's awesome. 50 states. Yeah, so. All right. Uh, well, let's continue. Brendan, what did you want to sure. talk about today? So I found a really uh, interesting article. Uh, it was a Fox to Detroit article that then links to a USA Today article. Um, but there was a USA Today recently put out their 10 best brew pubs in the U.S. Uh, list for 2023. Uh, and two Michigan breweries made it on there uh, real quick, right off the whole list. Uh, 10 is Puesto Mission Valley in San Diego. Nine is City Built in Grand Rapids. Eight is North Park in San Diego. Seven is Wayfinder in Portland. Six is Smith & Lentz in Nashville. Uh, five is Salt Springs in Saline. Four is Zydeco Brew Works in Tampa. Three is Mud Hen Brewing in Wildwood, New Jersey. Two is From the Earth Brewing in Roswell, Georgia. And coming in at number one is Stronghouse Brew Pub in Telluride, Colorado. Uh, so that just got me thinking about like brew pubs and like brew pubs in general. Uh, for what it's worth, I have been to two of the brew, brew pubs on this list, uh, Smith & Lentz in Nashville and City Built in Grand Rapids. Can't say enough good things about both of them. Uh, City Built, every time I'm in Grand Rapids, you have to stop in. The food's incredible. The beer's incredible. And Smith & Lentz is... Uh, if you're not familiar with it, some of the best pizza I've ever had. Um, and they, they pretty much only do lagers, pilsners, and pale ales. But they have uh, 
an Italian Pilsner that is to this day the best Pilsner I've ever had in my life. Uh, so first, just, you know, if, are you familiar? Uh, I've never been, I'm not familiar with Salt Springs, for instance, but uh, are you familiar with any of the brew pubs on this list? And second, what would you say is just your favorite brew pub? Uh, it was kind of an interesting question. I posed it to some of my beer friends and it led to some pretty big arguments. So figured I'd drag that over here as well. Yeah, the Salt Springs and Celine's a really nice spot. Um, the food over there is just impeccable. Um, it's it's a bit pricey, I would say. I don't know if necessarily I got to the pricey part simply because it was post-COVID, so the prices kind of jumped. Um, so maybe there was a little sticker shock for me while I was in there. Uh, but nonetheless, like Salt Springs is really, really nice out here. It's over in Washtenaw County. Um, there is also uh, another brewery right by it, uh, too. So you could kind of hit up both of them. Um, it's kind of off the beaten path. It's down Michigan uh, Ave as you're heading towards like Brooklyn. Um, that's Brooklyn, Michigan, not New York, Gary. Um <laughs> So yeah, a beautiful venue, beautiful, like the beer is always good. The food is good. Um, I say the same for City Built, like City Built's beer is phenomenal um, and their venue is great and their food is great. Um, but uh, Gary, are you, have, have you been to any of these? Um, I have, but I was going to throw three others. Yeah, I throw an Odd Otter, have a killer burger, awesome, awesome vibe. Uh, love their watermelon Hefeweizen, Great Notion, Killer Burger. We all know Great Notion. And then Finback. They have a pop-up kitchen in their OG location. So that would be my three. Um, and then the cool thing about Great Notion is a block over is a killer bottle shop, like a half a block over. So you can like stock up over there, get some more hazy. And the their back room, I I totally lost my mind. I had to buy a suitcase because I bought so much beer there to fly back to uh, my job. Doing uh, travel is always fun when you're trying to pack up beer to to fly back. It was <laughs> the best thing getting the the Delta um, the yeah. Delta credit card because it always gave me two checked bags and just using that. Uh, always bring back beer everywhere I went. Uh, Maurice and uh, YouTube says, I usually go to breweries, but when my wife and I are meeting a large group of friends, we'll go to a beer bar. I think that's the the charm of a lot of brew pubs because brew pubs, uh, they cannot um, distribute their beer. Therefore, they have the ability to um, make cocktails, bring in alcohol, bring in guest taps. Uh, so if you do use the, uh, as I'm guessing you are a Michigander, because you did talk about Yardhouse and Troy, uh, the Michigan Brewery Map app actually shows you uh, all the breweries that serve cocktails, because uh, you can find all the breweries that serve spirits. Um, but any brew pub, you can almost feel confident that they're going to have some type of cocktail program there uh, from like Great Baraboo or Rochester Mills, uh, which are some of the ones that are closer to uh, this person here on our YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash better on draft. Uh, for me, on the other hand, like I, I do love brew pubs just because going in there, you're going to get a little bit more. I loved going to traffic jam. I think a lot of people used to poo poo on traffic jam just because motor um, motor city brewing works was right across the street. 
Um, but yeah, I loved uh, Traffic Jam and Snug. I loved their their desserts back when I used to eat sweets. Like everyone would rave about them. Um, so that is for me like maybe some of the more brew pubby places that I like in Michigan. Um, again, what's uh, like Royal Oak Brewery, uh, who we've oh, had yeah. on our show. Um, obviously they're an amazing brew pub with an amazing kitchen, amazing food. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a great spot to go to. As Maurice says, when you want to go with someone, uh, that, uh, isn't necessarily drinking beer or even wine, like they want cocktails or something like that. Um, so yeah, the, the beer bars like beer head or, um, I think what's it's fa- uh, Brown iron. You talk about Brown yeah. iron. They have, uh, um, cocktails and stuff there too so that's always a, a great spot yeah. um did, did you say what some of your favorites are that aren't on the list um i have not personally for me i mean smith and lentz like i said obviously very much up there uh also in nashville uh is uh oh my god i can't think of the name uh tailgate tailgate brewing um they are they have about five or six tap rooms now there's one in chattanooga they're all over middle tennessee uh but they have a really good peanut butter milk stout that i love uh and they also do phenomenal detroit style pizza which is surprisingly hard to get in the south uh can't recommend tailgate enough uh another one you know i know we uh we're talking about the up a little bit uh technically the lower peninsula but beer to mac in mackinac city uh might be one of my favorite breweries of all time. I just ended up there randomly on like a snowy March day, like seven years ago. And ever since I have to stop in for their food, they mix up their menu a little bit, but their food is just always phenomenal. Uh, the beer is, I've never had a bad beer by them. Their sweet potato, extra special bitter. is like my go-to fall beer. Um, my brother lives in Marquette. So I have him bring me a growler of it every time I see him in the fall. Um, and then I guess, uh, like you said, Brown iron. Uh, I really, I, cut my teeth on brown iron my parents used to live a block or two from their washington township tap room and i right when i turned 21 um they moved there so i was in there all the time and it was really like the food is good their home brews their their own brews are good but it was also really a good experience for me because it would kind of help me like suss out what i liked from a, uh, a brewery what far because you know i was in college kind of just drank what you get your hands on so i guess kind of tying this all back into the beer bar thing that was i think that goes uh a good thing for beer bars is especially when you're first getting into craft beer um having to try different styles but yeah i'd say those are my three yeah brown iron was it because hopcat always felt very corporate to me and that's not a really a slam on them but it you know you you know when a bar is it very it doesn't feel very genuine <laughs> um it feels like like brown iron you could tell it had a more family touch to it um yeah. i think you would say so when i would go there it was a great um great time to go uh gary yeah what do you want to talk about today um well we'll see on the food front here um I went back to uh, the Brewbound podcast. It was an older podcast. We're still, we're still dealing with it right now. Um, we're still fighting the brewery taproom events. It's a bill um, S3038 that's limiting breweries to only 25 events per year. So no trucks, no yoga classes, no trivia nights. Um, Phil Murphy, the governor, he's um, it was the bill sent to him. He wanted to change it up. He wanted to add more onto it because he wants to help out with everybody. 
and now um, the podcast was with was really really cool. It was with um, Eric Orlando, the executive director of New Jersey Brewers Guild, and Departed Souls of Brewer or out of um, Jersey City, Brian Kulbach. Brian, sorry, Brian Kulbaki. They're um, they're working on trying to like extend it and make it bigger because breweries for us, we hang out, we chill. I mean, I fly in on a Friday, I see my crew, I eat pizza, thin crust again, I eat real bagels since I get in Georgia. And then I'm hanging out with my crew. Um, yeah, we're eating great beers and eating great food, drinking great beers. And they have great events, but the restaurants and the bar owners, because the liquor licenses are so expensive here in New Jersey, they lose their mind over it. They fight those things like Game of Thrones, like White Walkers, bro. Like, you can't come in here and take away from us. Like, even though we're buying pizza from you to drink beer and eat, get more wings, get burgers, they, they want everything. Um, so Icarus Brewing out of Lakewood, they made a beer trying to build Phil, and now they're working on something else again for this year. It's, it's coming back up again to do something about this is because basically the government's going to get their money, but the restaurants versus the brewers, they're just, they're just fighting constantly. And it's just crazy that you can't, they're trying to find the middle ground and the ABC is just picking favorites. Hey, you give me five dollars. Okay, I love you today. All right, I'll give you seven dollars. I love you more tomorrow. But yeah, it's it's crazy what you can and can't do. Like food trucks can't come in. We can't have an event. We can't do. We can't have like a battle of the burgers at a brewery because you're gonna get into that into the cutoff. If you do twenty four events, you get your twenty fifth. You're cut. You can't do twenty six because then ABC gets involved. So I'm um, I'm looking at the 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 bill and the the measure would give them uh, the option to hold unlimited number of private parties on premises each year. So I feel like there's there's definitely a workaround to call something like a private party, um, but I'm guessing there's like obviously back and forth um with what you would be able to do versus what's legal and do you want to take the chance of getting caught and losing your liquor license um because right now like 25 special events uh so off-premise events and then 25 social affairs per year so 25 like that there are breweries that host yoga like once a week and that's 52 53 events right there and then if they do like open mic night once a month that's another 12 and um like live bands like our friend over at batch brewing uh dave scott's trying to get bands over there to uh perform um and like i've went and gone to see bands over at bearded lamb like that it i the the issue is obvious because it's been talked about before, like the Wisconsin Tavern League, where they wanted all beer to be sold to a distributor, period. Meaning that if you brewed the beer, you sold it to a distributor who then sold it back to you um, at a brewery because they're like, it's unfair that we have to pay this premium. 
um, versus a brewery. And I'm like, motherfucker, make your own beer. Um, <laughs> that's that's why we used to have 9,000 breweries in the country was because every single bar made their own beer at some point. Um, and I know getting a license and all that stuff, dealing with like the Department of Ag, but um, I mean, yeah, that, that's just too too limited and i'm kind of surprised because new jersey usually seemed to be a very um law liberal area where you might get a little bit more business forward laws like business friendly laws um but yeah this is crazy um yeah but ken the thing is this uh, the license in new jersey goes for a million dollars minimum oh yeah it's County sets the rules. So where I grew up at, the state can't tell what the town to do for certain things. So like openings by us, one liquor store open every day at seven o'clock in the morning, Sunday to Sunday. Beautiful thing. But the first two hours was only beer and wine. So you get all the old retirees getting their tall boys and their Marlboros. Soccer mom, or Pinot Gris, Chardonnay, you know the warehouse workers coming and getting tall boys. We're rolling, but two hours later, nine o'clock. Yeah, it's liquor sales are also open then. But the next half over, nothing's open until ten o'clock. And that's in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, I. You know, here here in Michigan, at least, when you, you have a certain amount of SDMs and SDDs that are available and on-premise Class Cs per city based on the census. So at the beginning of each decade or a year later when the census comes to, that's when, like, new licenses are available. Um, so if you're trying to, like, buy, like, if you go to, like, um, like buy an online biz in, like, Royal Oak, like, the Class C license in Royal Oak is easily 500 k just for the license. Um, just to be able to open up a bar in Royal Oak or, um, you know, somebody's trying to sell a bar in Royal Oak with a class C they get to tack that on. Um, yeah. I had so, a friend that was waiting at Dearborn for like five years before he finally gave up. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're either waiting for the census to come in hopes that Dearborn, uh, increased enough in population that you can go try to apply for one. Or you have to try to buy from someone and that would have to sell us in Detroit because they don't take them away from people. Um, so in Detroit, like the city of Detroit, the amount of liquor licenses in the city is almost double what they uh, allow because oh, really? of all the population loss. Hmm. So if someone's trying to again, they don't take it away. So if you close up shop, you could sell that. And if you're trying to sell a liquor license in the city of Detroit, that is easily worth, as Gary said, like a million dollars. That's depending on where you could put that liquor license. It's easily going to be worth a million dollars. Um, and when you're a company like Little Caesars Arena um, and all the little bars and stuff like that, that they try to put up uh, around the area. So not in the actual arena, but around the arena, like they had to go find all those liquor licenses and those bar owners were able to cash out easy. Because, uh, you know, um, Big Daddy Mike Illich is coming in with a sack of, sack of money saying, hey, uh, I want your license. Here's uh, 750000 
Um, sure, you're out of business now, but I think you can do something with this money. Oh, yeah. Something. As in New Jersey. Something right. anecdotally. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, I never kind of realized, just speaking of like liquor licenses and liquor laws, how uh, I feel like Michigan's liquor laws are a little more allowing than a lot of other states. Uh, like, for example, here in Minneapolis, it blows my mind Tennessee, Minneapolis, and my girlfriend's from Colorado. You can't buy most alcohol in grocery stores in a lot of other states, which is just crazy to me because, like, growing up in Michigan, it was not at all weird Normal. for me in college. Yeah, I, I would, I'd go get groceries and I'd put a fifth of Jack in there. I was 21. I was in a fraternity. It's what we did. And then like I moved to Tennessee and like I was shopping with my girlfriend at Publix. I was like, oh, I need, I need, I want to get a fifth of Jack. And she's like, well, we have to stop by the liquor store. I was like, why? And she's from Colorado. So she, it's for her, it's just like completely normal. Um, it's just, it's very, I, I kind of never really thought about like the difference in liquor laws and like how that affects people. Like in Tennessee, I, one time on a Sunday, I wanted to go watch, uh, there was like a, a London NFL game and I went to a, a restaurant, a brewery, like a brew pub. And they were like, we can serve you food, but we can't serve you beer till noon. Cause that was, you know, that was the, the state law in Tennessee. So it's just, it's always interesting to think about. Uh, it was, I mean, in Michigan up until 2009 or so, we still had no Sunday laws until noon. Um, and then, of course, the one that I think everyone, if, if you're a Michigander of age, uh, you you have a story of uh, Christmas Eve when they would cut all alcohol sales at 6 or 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. the day after Christmas or noon if it was a Sunday. I worked one Christmas Eve at Myers. Oh, God. Oh, and I can only I, I lasted one Christmas season, but yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, the, the, obviously those laws changed when they changed a lot of laws in the state and they, they offered licenses. They didn't change the law. So the law still says noon or you can get a license for 7 a.m. on Sundays, yeah. uh, which during the like the 0 and 16 season um, was definitely a hard, hard time to do. Um <laughs> Maybe that's why they changed so, the funny law. Funny story about that. Um, I think it was Aldi that I went to that they couldn't sell me wine before noon. And I didn't pay attention to it because, you know, it's Aldi. But, yeah, they couldn't sell it to me. I had to put it back. Yep. That means that they didn't pay for the, the Sunday license to sell before noon. Um most places picked it up because it was just simple. But I mean, if you're not going to open up until new, like if you're a grocery, you should have it. But if you're not, if you're like, uh, say, Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road, um, and you're not necessarily open, maybe you were only opened at 11. Like, you know, what's the point for that one hour? Are you going to make enough money during that hour to pay for that license? And how much is that license? Are they just getting an extra couple hundred dollars from you just to get a couple hundred dollars from you? I don't know the answer. It was a rhetorical. I don't think anybody here knew the answer question. <laughs> um that is going to do it for the craft beer news. Thank you to everyone who is in the chats and YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch today. Thank you so much for our guest hosts, Brendan and Gary. Um, go, Brendan's always in our Discord, so go chat with them. I think Gary's always on our Facebook page when we're live, so go uh, say hi to him while we're uh, doing the show. And that is going to do it. We will be off next week again. Two weeks, we will be back the 15th of September. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft have a good night cheers cheers, cheers. Hey.